Welcome everybody to the Tuesday Night Bible Study Sessions with Ropa. It's exciting to have everyone here today. I'm so excited. Thank you for joining in. To the people joining through Instagram Live. Hi. To the people who watch when the Instagram Live is over. Hello to you too as well. To the people joining us via Anchor. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Everyone is welcome to join. Right, I think we can start. I just wanted to check a few things first. I think we can start. Everyone else can find us a bit ahead. Right, so we can get into a word of prayer before we start today's session. Abel God, thank you so much for this opportunity that you've given us to come together to study your word, to understand what you're trying to see through your word. We pray for revelation, Holy Spirit, lead us, open our eyes, give us revelation, give us understanding, help us to see your word, help us to understand your word. Open our eyes so we can behold wondrous things from you, Lord. Holy Spirit, lead in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So we can start, everyone can join and find us here already. So today we're doing Psalms 119, verse 19 and 20. This is actually one of the verses I was so excited to do. I was very excited to do it because I think I've had, I've had a bit of an obsession with Psalms 119, verse 19 in particular, for a while since I think I heard someone teach on it a while back and I was like, huh, it's a very interesting verse. So, hi, Taku. So I'm very excited because Psalms 119 verse 19 is a very dope verse, a very interesting verse, and we're just going to take it in a very interesting route, and I think it's going to be so much fun. Right, so let's start by reading. To those that are joining us, we are doing Psalms 119 verse 19 and 20. Emphasis on verse 19. So verse 19, it reads... I am a stranger on the earth. Do not hide your commands from me. This is the New International Version. The Amplified Classic reads, I am a stranger and a temporary resident on earth. Hide not your commandments from me. There's a version I like here. Let me get to it. Let me look for that version. I think it's a good news translation. This is the English Standard Version, which reads, I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. That's the version I like. The one that says, I'm a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. So because the first part is talking about how he's a stranger on earth. And that's going to be a part of emphasis. But I'm just going to get the second part out of the way where he's talking about hide not your commandments from me. So the psalmist is requesting for God not to hide his word from him. Right? He's requesting for God not to hide his commandments from him and this is similar to the verse we did last time if you remember the verse we did last time it read show open my eyes and show me wondrous things from your law and in this verse he's talking about how he's asking god not to hide his commandments from him so these verses are very similar so by virtue of that the explanation is more or less the same and the study is more or less the same they're basically saying the same thing he's saying open my eyes so i can behold wondrous things and then on this end, he's saying, hide not your commands from me. More or less the same. So we're just gonna not going to touch on that part. But we're going to focus on the first part, which reads, I am a stranger on earth. Or like the version I love says, I am a sojourner on the earth. So what does it mean to be a sojourner or a 
stranger or that word that is being used interchangeably in these verses. What does it mean? What does it mean when, when the psalmist says, I am a stranger on the earth? What does it mean when the psalmist says, I am a sojourner on the earth? So a sojourner, by definition, it's a temporary resident, right? A stranger, like if we go to the direct translation of this verse, the word stranger, the word sojourner, it also means a foreigner or a person living out of his own country, right? And a temporary resident. And this is where we're going to dwell on. And so I, I'm really in love with this verse because it makes us look at our role as human beings in life, but from the angle of being sojourners and from the angle of being strangers on the earth. Because I feel like oftentimes we get too comfortable and we think we belong here and we're like, ah, you know, since we're already here, you know what, we belong here. But it's important to get that very occasional reminder that at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing here on earth, no matter how settled you are, at the end of the day, like the psalmist is saying, you are a stranger on the earth and you are a sojourner. You are a temporary resident. It's important to be very mindful of that. And so to, be, to get the basis of what I'm trying to get at with this particular verse, we're going to establish this basis that you are a spirit. As a human being, you are a spirit. Me, I'm a spirit, right? With a soul that is the center of my body that controls my emotions, my intellect, and my mind. And I live in a body. I'm a spirit with a soul, but I live in a body. But the essence of who I am is a spirit. And we're going back again to that verse, which is, I am a stranger on the earth. I am a sojourner on the earth. And we come back again to a point which is, I am a spirit with a soul living in a body. This applies to everyone on earth. You're a spirit. The you, you, the real you is your spirit. You just have a soul, but you live in a body, right? And where are spirits from, essentially? Where are we getting this concept that at the end of the day, we're all sojourners on earth. At the end of the day, we're all strangers on earth. Spirits are from God, right? And that's where we're getting that essence that you're a sojourner on earth. Why are we saying you're a sojourner? We're saying you're a sojourner because spirits originate from God. That's where you came from as an individual. You, the spirit, that's where you came from. You came from heaven. And that is your origin. And that's why so many times when people sing about going home and going to heaven and all that <clears throat> you know those choruses the ones where people are talking about i can't wait to go home i can't wait to go home why do we call it home we call it home because that's where you come from you the spirit that's where you come from you come from heaven right you come from god that's where you're coming from and that's why people are always singing those songs about i want to go home i can't wait to go home and all that and all that because that's where you come from which takes us back to our verse if that's where you come from you come from then that means here, whatever it is that you're doing here, you are a temporary resident. Because if I'm coming from Japan and I pass through South Africa for a few months, eventually I'm going to go back to Japan. Why? Because that's my home. And likewise, in that same manner, if we come from God and we come from heaven as spirits, and we come into, for us to be able to function on earth as human beings, our spirits had to, put, had to be put in human bodies. So we can exist on the earth, right? But at the end of the day, when everything else ends, where do you go back to? You go back home because that's where you came from. You go back home where you, the spirit, belongs. So that's why to those that are just joining us, we're focusing on Psalms 119 verse 19. I am a sojourner on the earth. I am a stranger on the earth. So we're saying we are strangers on the earth because essentially we came from God and we came from heaven as the spirit beings. Your spirit being, it came from God and it came from heaven. The body, the body of flesh, 
it's just a house that was used to house your spirit because a spirit cannot exist legally on the earth without a body. That's why demons are illegal on earth. Because they exist without bodies. They are just roaming spirits. But then your spirit had to find a body. God provided a body for your spirit to exist in. So essentially your spirit is from heaven. You are a sojourner on the earth. Right. So we're just going to have to focus on a few verses for some people to catch along. Why are we making an emphasis on this thing that I am a sojourner? And where are we getting that basis? So we're just going to find a few verses that support this. The first one is in the book of John 17, verse 14. John 17, verse 14. I will read it here. I forgot to write the version. What version is this? Okay. It reads, this is Jesus speaking. I have given them your word and the world has hated them. For they are not of this world any more than I am of this world. This is Jesus speaking. He's saying, I've given them your word. And the word, the word has hated them for your word. Why? Because they are not of this world. Jesus is echoing those same sentiments that the psalmist is saying that I am a sojourner on the earth. The psalmist was very mindful that on earth he's a sojourner. He's not a person who's here for good. He's here for a temporary period of time. That's why that definition said a temporary resident, right? And John 17 verse 16 reads, they are not of this world as I am not of it. Jesus places emphasis again on that verse that on earth you are a sojourner and you are a temporary resident. You are not of this world, right? You, the spirit, the real essence of you, it comes from heaven. And that's why when all this ends, you go back. Why? Because you, the spirit, you are not from here. You are a temporary resident and you are a sojourner on the earth. Another verse again of emphasis is Philippians 3.20, which is basically just emphasizing on that fact that at the end of the day, we are spirits. The real you, the you, you, it's your spirit. Your body is just something on the outside that your spirit is living in. That's why we're talking about being sojourners on earth. Your body is a temporary temple that your earth is, that you, that your spirit is in. So you can be able to function and carry out God's purpose on the earth. But you, the spirit, you belong in heaven. So that's what we're saying. You are a sojourner on the earth. Your residence here on the earth is temporary. You are not going to always be here forever and ever. Right. So Philippians 3.20 reads, But our citizen, this is Paul's letter to the Philippians. He's reading, Our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from the, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see that, Jesus has confirmed that my people, I've given them the word, but the word, the world has hated them. Why? Because they are not of this earth. They are not of this earth. And Paul comes again and he said, our citizenship is in heaven. Paul is coming to emphasize that in Philippians 3.20, that our citizenship is in heaven. Here on earth, we are temporary. We are sojourners. And proof that at the end of the day, the real you is your spirit. And your body is just a vessel that allows you to exist as a temporary resident here. And if it gives up, that's why you see sometimes if your body gets sick, right? And you die. Your body is the one that remains. Have you ever noticed that so many times, if you've read those stories or seen those videos of people that are describing afterlife experiences, you know those people that have maybe died and come to life, you know those people. Have you ever noticed that all their stories are the same? Most of their stories are the same. If you look at it the same. Like this person is dead. Even like the way they describe it, sometimes it's the way that we see it in the movies. That the person is dead and you're on earth here, you, you, you are sad and you're crying, right? But this person in another realm, they're actually looking at you. 
and that's the essence of their spirit. And now they're looking at you and they're like, I'm actually dead and my body is actually here. You see? So this body, the body is it's a temple that is meant to house your flesh. That is meant to house your spirit. So you can carry and do whatever it is that God wants you to do on earth. You are a spirit with a soul that lives in a body. Right? And have you ever noticed another example again that proves as well that the real you is your spirit? Have you ever noticed when you're unconscious or when you're half asleep? Like your body is incapacitated, but you can still hear things. Or even those people that faint. You can still hear bits and pieces of things. Why are you hearing things when your body is incapacitated? Because the real you is your spirit. And your spirit can hear. And your spirit can be all these things. But the body is just a vessel that is used to facilitate what God wants you to do on earth. So what am I getting at? Why all this emphasis on being a sojourner and a temporary resident? It's for us to never forget that. More often than not, we we forget that we are on earth for a very temporary period of time. God put you here because there was something that he needed to be done. God did not just create. God, If you look even in the book of Genesis and you observe how God created things, God never just created things just out for fun. A lot of the things he created, he created for a purpose. And likewise, you were there, you were a spirit, you were in heaven. But then God put you in an earthly vessel, which is your body, and he put you on earth. Why? Because there was something that you needed to accomplish here. So you are a sojourner here, but you're not a sojourner that is just wandering. You are a sojourner who has a particular purpose and there's something that you have to achieve that God created for you to do. And you have to find that out. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to be accountable. Right? So never ever forget that. Act like a sojourner. Right? Act like a sojourner who knows that at the end of the day, you have to stand before God. Especially as believers, we have to always live with the end in mind. Or sometimes the, the world can get us carried away and we get too excited and we forget that at the end of everything, we're going to be held accountable for what we have said, for what we have done, for everything we have done. We're going to be held accountable and we're going to stand accountable before God. Why? Because here we are so Jonas, we're temporary residents here. And you have to always be mindful of that. Right. So we're now getting to the next verse. The next verse is in the book of Revelations 14 verse 13. Verse 13, I think, yeah. And blessed are the dead in the Lord. Blessed are the dead, or the, blessed are them who die in the Lord. And from henceforth says the Spirit that they rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Where do their works follow them? Their works follow them at home, right? This verse is basically telling us that at the end of the day, everything that you do on earth, your works how you carry yourself, how you relate it to people. saying, blessed are they that die in the Lord, for their works do follow them. At the end of the day, your works are going to follow you. Whatever it is that you've done on earth, whether you've done it for people, whether you've done it for God, whether you've done it for whoever, it's going to follow you. So especially as believers, we have to get to a point where we live in a way that we are very conscious of the end, that we are very conscious of that the end is in mind, that at the end of the day, I'm here on earth but I'm a temporary resident and there's so much more to life. Don't live like a person who just thinks life starts and ends on earth. There's more 
And at the end of the day, our actions, we're going to be held accountable for them. Don't be a person who is just blown out and blown around by any wind of doctrine and by anything that is going on because you're not mindful that you're a soldier on the earth. And at the end of the day, every single action, you, you will be held accountable for what you have done. So we have to always live with the end in mind. That's what I'm getting at with this verse, that I am a soldier now on the earth. That's what the psalmist is trying to bring to our minds. He's trying to bring that consciousness that, hey, you're, you're a soldier on the earth. At the end of the day, you're going to be held accountable. At the end of the day, you have someone to account to. Like we read in the parable of, it's the parable of what? Of the master and the servants, where the master gives these servants talents. He gives one one talent and he gives another this talent and he gives another some talents, right? And then he goes away and then he comes back and then he's expecting something from these servants. What have you done with what I have given you? What have you done? Fine, I gave you one talent. What did you do with the one talent? I gave you two. What did you do with the two talents that I gave you? And we see that even when you read that, so we realize that the person with the one talent did not realize the extent of him being a sojourner. He did not realize the extent of the responsibility that was given to him. So your gifts and the things that God has given you to do, whatever it is, even if you're a person who, who doesn't know, make it a point that you pray and you ask God, I am a sojourner on the earth. What is it that you wanted me to do when you put me on earth? Make it a point to ask God. Don't be a person who just lives and you're just going with the flow and you don't even understand. Because like we said in this verse, we are, we are all sojourners. We are all strangers. We are all temporary residents on earth. At the end of the day, we have to go somewhere where we will be held accountable. At the end of the day, we're going to go somewhere where we're going to be asked to, with the gifts that I gave you, with the talents that I gave you, what did you do? Who did you serve? Did you help anyone? And what will your answer be to that? To the people that are just joining us, we're doing Psalm 119 verse 19. We're focusing on the first part, I am a sojourner on the earth. So you have to be a person who lives, who is very conscious about that. To at the end of the day, God has given me something. Whether you know it or not, the discovery is discovering your purpose. Discovering your purpose and why you're on earth, that's essentially your responsibility. You have to discover that. And then now you have to figure out and you have to work to fulfill your purpose. God leading you and you have to fulfill your purpose and you have to do what God has called you to do. Why? So you can make use of the time that you are here on earth. Why? Because you're a temporary resident and you're here for a short-lived period of time. Why? Because at the end of the day, like we read in the book of Revelations, that blessed are the dead in the Lord, right? Save the spirit, that they do rest from, for their from their labors and their works do follow them. That's a very important verse to always keep in the back of your mind. That your works will follow you. And there's this verse again, I think it's in the book of Revelation, that is talking about how every work will be tried by fire. Every work that you think you have done for God, that you think you have done in service, that you think you have done with regard to your gifts, it will be tried by fire. It will be tried by fire. And if your works are works of paper, then they're just going to be burned. So this is a challenge to us to be mindful that at the end of the day, we are sojourners and we are temporary residents on earth. Let us serve God, guys. Let's do something with the gift that God has given us. God did not give you that gift so you can just sit home and look cute. God gave you that gift so you can serve. 
so you can serve your generation, so you can serve the people around you, so you can be an inspiration, so you can bring forth the next idea, the next big idea, the next big thing. God has given you that gift for, for a reason. Don't abuse it. Don't neglect it. Don't leave it idle. Don't just set it aside. Keep pursuing it. Keep polishing it. Keep advancing it. Keep doing whatever it is that you need to do so you can pursue your gift, so that you can make something of it. So that at the end of the day, when God asks you that, hey, I gave you this gift. I gave you these talents. What did you do with them? you will have an answer that will make sense, right? And also, I think the whole issue of being a sojourner on the earth, it also points out a very important thing. If my original home is heaven, and at the, at the end of the day, that's where I'm going to go back, then that means here on earth, I'm a temporary resident. So I should not try too hard to try and fit in, right? It's like I can give an example of you're at your house, right? And then you visit someone else's house. You're just there maybe for a couple of days, right? And you get there and you get so pressurized and you get so, I don't know, what word should I use? You get so distracted by being there that you're now asking them, ah, put me on the duty roster. Who cooks on Wednesdays? I want to join. But you're just there for a week. And you're already asking, put me on the duty roster. Make me do this. Make me do this. It's like you're getting too comfortable and you're forgetting that at the end of the week, you're going back to your house. And that's essentially what, that's sort of like the scope of things when it comes to us, that we are temporary residents, but we're getting too comfortable on earth. We're getting too comfortable. We're forgetting, we're forgetting what God put us here for. Some don't even know. Some don't even know the extent of what God put them here for. And they're distracted in the process. And things, so many things are happening in the process. So don't try too hard to fit in in the world because at the end of the day, like we read in the book of John 17, 14, Jesus was saying the world has rejected them. Why? Because they are not of this world. Just as I, Jesus is saying that, just as I am not of this world, they are not of the world, and that's why the world is rejecting them. And this brings, again, a very important um, verse in the book of Romans 12 too. The very popular verse, I'm going to read it, Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's bringing us back again. Sometimes when people try to conform too much and people try to conform and to fit in too much, it's because you, you, you aren't very secure in your identity. So you want to belong to some group. And this is essentially what this is. Do not be conformed to this world. Why mustn't we be conformed to this world? It brings us back again to the verse. Because we are sojourners in the world. Because we are temporary residents in the world. Because we are not of the world. So th there's a problem and there's a bit of a disparity when you as a believer, as a Christian, you are trying again, you know you're not of this world, but then you, you find yourself trying again to fit into the world and to conform and to do, what's the trend right now? What, what, what's going on? What, what's everyone doing right now? It's the busted challenge. I want to do it as well. You're not of the world. Why are you trying so hard to fit in with every single thing? The need to fit in with every single trend, every single thing that's going on, it will set you on the highway to hell and it will set you on a path that will lead your life into madness. Don't be a person that is trying too hard to fit in, especially if you're a believer. I love that verse, I think it's in the book of Matthew, that talks about the two roads. It says, wide is the gate that leads to destruction and many are there. And this is, but narrow is the gate that leads to life. It's very narrow and very few people find it. Very few people find it. 
Don't be a person that is too eager and too hungry to conform and to fit in. I want to fit in with this. I want to do this. I want to do that. Ask God, what is my path? I understand and I'm, I've been made aware that I'm a sojourner. I've been made aware that I'm here temporarily. I'm not here for good. I'm here temporarily as a sojourner. As a sojourner, what is the role that you have for me on this earth? What am I supposed to be doing? Ask God that. What am I supposed to be doing if you're a person who doesn't know? Even if you know, ask for clarity. Because someone said sometimes the extent of your purpose is so wide that maybe what you're seeing is only this part. And you need God to remove the blind so you can see the whole angle that, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this and this as well. So it's important to keep continually asking God, why am I on earth? What am I supposed to be doing here? Open my eyes. Let me see wondrous things from your law. Help me to understand why you brought me here. I am a sojourner and I want to utilize the time that you've given me here. This is why Paul was a perfect sojourner because we see when we read, when at the end of his life, he's saying something like, I, I, I've ran my race, I've finished my course. Why? Because he understood that I am a sojourner. So I have a role to play and I have a race that God has assigned to me. And I have to run that particular race that God has assigned to me. What, what race God has given to the other person, that is not my business. What is God given? What is the race that God has given me? What is the assignment that God has given me? Be a person who's very, guys, be a person who's very alert and mindful about purpose. Don't neglect the gifts that God has given you. Don't take them for granted because at the end of the day, you will be held accountable and God will ask you. Like that story of the master and the servants, he will ask you, I gave you one talent. What did you do with that one talent to serve me? Because we had that verse in the book of Revelation that's talking about how those that die in the Lord, their works do follow them. So what are the works that you did with the gifts that God gave you? Those works are going to follow you to a place where you're going to be held accountable. And they're going to be tried by fire. And then now you have to stand and you have to be accountable to God. That story about the servant and the master who gave his servants talent, it wasn't just for fun. It was painting an illustration to us of the essence of us being sojourners on the earth and how at the end of the day we are going to be held accountable and we're going to have questions to be asked and we're going to be held accountable for the gifts that we are given. Right? Yes. So don't try too hard to fit in with the earth. I want to do this. I want to do that. Focus on your path. What is your path? What has God called you to do? Even if it's small, do that small path well. What is it that God wants you to do in your generation, in your family, in your what? What is it? Focus on that and then focus on that path, right? So the point we're trying to get here, to get at here is that we are sojourners. And at the end of all this, we will stand before the person who made us and we will be held accountable for our deeds. Be a person who always lives with the end in mind. Be a person who always lives in the end with the end in mind, knowing that I'm a sojourner and I'm here temporarily. And at the end of the day, all this is going to pass away and I'm going to be held accountable. God is going to ask me questions. Do I have answers to those questions? Am I prepared to ask those to be to answer those questions? You have to ask yourself that. And also someone can ask uh, a question. This is just a bit of a detour. I was just sort of writing it down when I was doing... It's a sermon I was listening to a few days ago. Where it's sort of like leading us in the line of questioning that someone can ask, fine, what if I'm a soldier? I'm a sojourner, right? And you're saying that this whole thing that I'm a sojourner on the earth and yada, 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 right? But then how then am I different 
from the world when I'm suffering just like everyone else. I'm suffering just like everyone else. So I'm a soldier. Like, what, what at the end of the day, like, what are we getting at? And to explain that, we're just going to go to the book of Galatians 4.4. 4. I'm going to close on that. Please be patient. Galatians 4.4 4 reads, But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, verse 5, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to, son, to sonship. I want you to understand that God is a strategist. I always tell my friends that God is a master strategist. God is a strategist that is even beyond the realm of what we can understand in our minds. And sometimes he places people in certain situations as agents of deliverance. We're reading this verse that we're reading, Galatians 4.4. We're talking about how God, right? When the time had come, right, God sent his son to come into a situation that was already existing to come to the people that were living under the law. And Jesus had to be born into the flesh of a woman and come under the law and be a person and be subjected to like passions, like human beings, right? And he came under the law. Why did he come under the law and into that similar situation that everyone was in? To be a human being. Why? So he can set us free. Likewise, you are a soldier on the earth, right? But God has put you in certain, God can put you in certain situations, in certain families, in certain workplaces, in certain generations, in certain lineages. You are there. It's, it's a strategy. It's not for fun. God placed you there for a reason. Now you have to find that out. Who knows? Maybe you are the person who's meant to break certain generational patterns in your family. And you're waiting. To, ah, you know, my mother is going to break them. She'll fast and she'll pray. You're in that family for a reason. You're in that lineage for a reason. You're in that generation for a reason. It's not for fun. There's a reason you were not born in 1962. You were born whenever it is you were born. Because there is a reason. God is trying to do something. There's a role that only you can play as a soldier on the earth. Like we say, Jesus had to come in 